Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakas, and I hope you're enjoying our series of podcasts and the messages we're putting out there. You know, we're mixing it up. We're obviously sharing uh, our thoughts, our thinking, our our underlying, I guess, influence for how we we take businesses and work with businesses. No different in our own business. You know, how do we stay on track with being really clear as to how we go deeper? How do we stay more meaningful? How do we ultimately take something and keep on growing it because we're staying so focused on it? As many of you would know. You know, one of my um, famous um, reference points, famous catch cries is, I'd rather be bored and rich than excitable and broke. What does that really mean? Well, in this next episode, in this next podcast, we talk about diversification. Ultimately, not just being opportunistic, but looking at, okay, something is really working. We've got a database, we've got a client base, we've got a reference point for which who we are and what we stand for and what we serve them in terms of product or service means something. How do we go a little deeper with that? How do we add by diversifying our product or service with a you know an add-on, a value add, an additional uh, bit and piece to ultimately result in something that goes a little deeper and a little more meaningful, which ultimately means you get a longer period of retention and or client and enrollment within your business. How do we ensure that we are communicating um, our value proposition? How is it that we're leveraging on our assets and staying true to the central idea, staying true to the DNA of our business? Yeah, diversification can be misunderstood in many businesses for which the, the, the plumber decides to become an electrician. I mean, that's just, just thinking about that is just crazy. It doesn't mean they can't add electrical services, but the plumber ultimately cannot do that. No different to, I guess, the pizza maker, who is an excellent for reputation in making the best, low-base, crusty, amazingly gourmet pizzas, becomes a burger joint. You know, you just got to be careful in terms of diversification that you don't lose the essence of who you are and what you stand for. So we go into some real depth regarding, you know, the, the success and the ultimate success of the greatest businesses are the ones that stay true to who they are, what they stand for, and how it is they can that they continuously continuously step up what is mediocrity to a place called a higher standard to deliver their promise and their product and service as part of. I'm Stefan Kazakis, Business Benchmark Group. Hope you really enjoy this very, very succinct and to the point message. Okay, so business diversification. For many of us, I guess, um, as we come through our journey and as we come through our walk in, uh, in, in our adult life and we, uh, we're brave enough, let's say, and or uh, encouraged enough to, to get into our own business. And, and I will start by saying that um, all my greatest problems today started out as a great idea. So as we get encouraged enough to go into business, as we, as we get brave enough to take into the next step and the next progression of business, we start thinking and we start meeting and greeting and reading and researching and realising that, hang on, I could be doing something different. I could be doing something different with my business. So Andrew, the hamburger maker during the day, decides to turn his fish and chip shop into a Chinese restaurant in the evening because that's diversification. And I'm here to say no. 
That's not diversification. Diversification in your business is about focusing on how do I take something that's already working and I've worked diligently and I've worked progressively and I've thought this through as an idea and now strategically and financially and encouragingly enough I'm building a team that's helping me go from point A to point B. How do I take this business and with its reputation and goodwill right now, even in your first million dollars in business, take it to a level where you duplicate? and you go deeper with your opportunity? How do you go deeper with what it is that you call your product or service? So how do you go further in depth? How do you build the tiers of customer, the profile of customer that you could be serving and you could be doing an amazing job with? So business diversification for the most educated is not a how do I put more balls in the air and manage five different businesses at the same time when I haven't even mastered one to begin with. There comes a time in our career as professional business owners See, you could be a dentist and be a unsuccessful dentist. You could be a um, you can be a an artist and be an unsuccessful artist, but you cannot be an unsuccessful business owner. It just doesn't go. You cannot be someone that is striving for something in business to be greater and bigger and better, and ultimately be unsuccessful. Does that make sense? So in business, it's the only, I guess, um, professional space, and it is a professional space, and some of us need to take that identity quicker than others. It is a, an opportunity to, how do I get better at this? How do I keep on growing this? How do I stay focused and committed to an outcome? How do I stay focused and committed to taking my current business from a local business to a national business? How do I take it from a national business to a global business? There's never ever been a better time than the time is now to stay focused and disciplined and build the belief, not by just fire in the belly, but surround yourself with people that have done it. Surround yourself with people that can influence, I guess, what could be a breakthrough for you. Now, understand one thing. In the first couple of periods, in the first several phases of, of, of business, particularly small business, you're going to have to work slightly harder. The 501 checking out of the office is not on. Sometimes you're just going to have to put 24-7. But the hardest thing you're going to have to put more work into is a thing called innovation. And not just innovation, but value innovation. When you think about your business, what is the value that you bring that differentiates you? What is the value that you bring that makes you unique by product, by service? What is the value that you bring that makes you unique by emotional tapping in to the product and service that is a solution for your target market's needs? What is the value that you innovate and continuously grow? Not, hey, I'm leaving everything behind and I'm gonna start something new in my business. I'm not going to become a Chinese shop or restaurant tonight when I'm a hamburger shop during the day. That just doesn't make sense. What does make sense is how do I create value innovation? And when you think about value innovation, it's two key things that champions it. And if we were to look at it this way, right? One is about increasing this word here, value. The other thing is about decreasing costs. How do I get better leverage? How do I get better utilisation of my current reputation? The current assets that I have in my business, the current things, people, machines, infrastructure, menu boards, whatever it is that you have in your business, how do you utilise that to a higher level and use that as your base to go and recreate, re-innovate, create more value, give people more than what they expected 
but you've got the leverage of your resources to deliver that without needing to invest more money. How do you take your goodwill of reputation to the next level? That's about strategically sitting down and figuring out how could we deliver more to our customers? How can we deliver more value to our customers? Not for the trade-off of time. Not for the trade-off, we're going to do more and get paid less. That's what the unstrategic approach is. This area right here where it meets is where value innovation and strategic thinking, right? Value thinking occurs, where our costs are going down and our value is going up. That happens at certain phases in your business. And I'm here to challenge everyone to keep on thinking. Keep on walking the walk of what does your business look like in five years' time, ten years' time. If people were to meet you in five years' time in this room, what would you be known for that has advanced in terms of the space that you champion right now? What is the product or service that becomes your jewel in your crown? What is it that they're going to be writing about you at some point in the next five to ten years as a product or service provider? If I went to a convenience store and I needed a cold drink and I was looking for that red can, which one am I looking for? How many products has that red can business got? How many of it is it really known for? I mean, in all seriousness, how many reds versus blacks get sold every day? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? The value in that business is that red can. That's what they've championed. Your business is no different. You must go deeper rather than broader when it comes to your business and what it is that you're championing. Your value proposition must not only be a secret, it's got to be a, a, an exposed and communicated and deliverable and ultimately reputable building product or service that you're working on. So more work needs to be done on value innovation. More work needs to be done on how do we deliver more value and with less costs. Because that is where the gold is. So when it comes to being diverse in your business, we're not talking about extreme new product and service, we're talking about new tiers of customers, new markets, uncontested market spaces for your product and service. How do you go and do that? And price cannot be your motivation. If price is your motivation, then you're hanging around in a place called very competitive market, where there is no differentiation other than your wallet, and that's a problem. So how do you take value innovation and you take it to a place called our customers not only acknowledge it, but they are keen to keep on buying from us. Our customers not only acknowledge it, but are also bringing their best friends to us. Okay? How do you build a repeat business referral business on the basis of your value? How do you ensure that you take that value and just recreate it slightly through value innovation to take it to a higher level, a higher level target market? Because I know one thing about business and I've been in it long enough to understand this. And I've worked with enough to also understand this. The biggest challenge and the greatest challenge in business is psychology. Psychology is not driven by your product or service. The difference between a very successful business and a not so successful business is not based on product or service. It's based on the people that deliver that value. It's based on the people that strategically sit in their places of strategic thinking, critical thinking, whether it's on your own in the, in the early days or with your team, your structured team that ultimately are all committed to the race and the game called business excellence, business benchmark. Ultimately, how do you build that belief that your business delivers value to not only the customer but also the internal team? 
Because if I have a disinterested team delivering the most valuable product, guess what's going to happen? If I have a disinterested team delivering the best product or the best service in the market, what do you think is going to happen? Not much. It's going to be a lot of frustration, isn't it? So it's up to you being the leader, the owner, the manager, the group of human resource that make decisions as to who's on the team. It's up to you to also understand that if there's a disconnect by the, of the value you wish to take to the market and the people that are delivering it, if you don't hold a high standard as the leader and therefore transfer and ensure it's part of the culture that we bring to the game, if you are not doing that, then you can have the most valuable product in the world. You can have the most valuable service in the world. But if you're the only one in your business that can deliver it, you're in trouble. So not only value innovation is important to keep on increasing and decreasing costs, the way we decrease costs is you keep on building systems and processes and, and, and ultimately brainstorming how would this work for the ones in the future. Our customers, our team, our suppliers, how do you keep on lifting the standard of your supply chain? How do you keep on lifting the standard of your team? How do you keep on lifting the standard of yourself leading the business and ultimately the customer that you serve? So your current A-grade customer in a year's time needs to be a little bit different. You've got to force that challenge. You've got to force that change. And that's why it's business diversification because we are diversifying into a new market space. Right, you're going from this local suburban business into a national business, into a global business, a business that can export millions of dollars, whether it's white collar or blue collar. Right now, there, are no, there is no bias or prejudice around that. The only prejudice is in your mind. And how do you ensure you deliver more value and become more valuable and you are in uncontested market spaces with a team and a group of customers, team and suppliers that are all in the same game doing that in collaboration and that never gets impacted. Because the game of business, if you truly want to be here in five years' time, even the not-for-profits have got this sorted, is you've got to make profit. And where we come from at Business Benchmark Group, it's hard edge. We love business, we, 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 totally, we, we totally sleep with it every night. But what we are very committed to is making sure not only our business, but your businesses also are making profit at a higher level. That's not by being, you know, the, the, the most expensive and the less, the, most, uh, the, the less relevant, you need to be very valuable. You need to own that space in people's mind for whatever industry, product or service you bring, you need to own that space in people's mind in terms of they don't need to go looking anywhere else. You're continuously innovating your product range, your service range, your ability to attract better people to your business to deliver your goods. The difference between an A-grader and a not-so-A-grader is $20,000 a year. <laughs> Don't be scared to hire people that are smarter than you if you want to play the game of value and differentiation. Very important. And last but not least, I want to leave you guys with, again, just the, the, uh, from, from a brain stretch perspective, because this gets us ready for our uh, very, very, very uh, qualified speaker, Deidre, who's going to talk about you know, diversification as your business gets better. You need to be thinking about, okay, where are the higher levels of customers? And one of those is a government. Go doing business with government, as we're going to hear in a moment, is a diversification strategy. But you can't go there and be the hamburger shop in the morning and then turn up and say, oh, I can do pizzas too. Government's going to look in and say, what? So in, in theme, business diversification is about depth and not breadth. 
until you build resources and ability to grow with leverage, you don't go and spread yourself too thin and become mediocre at everything. What you want to do is keep it nice and tight and go deep. That's where the diamonds are. So the better you keep your product or service tight, you work on as hard as you need to on the reputation that is making you a proven choice. A choice that has people lining up left, right and centre to do business with you. A choice that makes the best people in your industry wanting to join your team. A choice that has suppliers saying, okay, don't worry about 30 day terms, I'll give you 60 days as long as I'm supplying you. That's what business diversification and staying focused and disciplined and true to your business plan, your ability to have an identity that says you're going to be better every other year and sticking to your guns, depth, utilising the resources that are ultimately going to lead you to the next level so therefore it becomes cheaper to do business, you become more efficient, you become more effective with your asset base and ultimately that's helping you create more sales. But your ability to build the confidence to go and take a conversation to a deeper, more qualified, higher level customer is about depth and not breadth. And hence why diversification is, is a very important concept and a very well travelled um, road for only the minority in business versus many of us who look at business as an opportunity and we go and do this and we think, oh, okay, I'm sort of ready and I've read something on, 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 on the internet that had some, what's his name, Mark, what's his, what's his Zucker? Zuckerberg, yep. I want to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. So we start doing stuff that distracts us from the stuff that's ultimately going to help you become the Mark Zuckerberg. So width and breadth is not where we go. Not in the early stages of business. Not until you're $10 million in revenue, just as a concept for some of you. If you get to $10 million in revenue and you've got a decent margin, you have now the infrastructure, the resources and the freedom to go and look at other businesses and other, and, and other, other opportunities. But until such time, you stay and be deep. Is that cool? Excellent. So the message today is about business diversification. Not about who is the most capable and the most fittest that can handle 16 balls in the air and do them remarkably well. What we're talking about is one ball in the air and you own it. One ball in the air that just keeps on growing in size because that's all you need to do to get through what we refer to as the five phases of SMEs. The five phases, the first one is the hardest one, that's your first million dollars in business. Not many people get there, but the ones that do, it's, geez, it's hard work. It's hard work to get to your first million dollars in business. It's just as hard to get to your second, but you've just got a few more things that you're leveraging. A couple of things, whether it's people, customers, marketing, that are just somehow a little dysfunctional, but they're working for you. So you get to two million dollars. Most of you have heard only 7% of businesses in the world ever get to $175,000 income per calendar month 12 times in a row, otherwise known as two million dollars a year. 7% of businesses ever get there in the world. So for some of you in this room that have not only got there and exceeded it, well done to you. For some of you that have this desire, this fire in the belly, or if you don't, you should find it, because if you don't have that coming with you, you're missing a key ingredient to success and business success. Some of you need to understand you're so close, it's not funny. But the way you're gonna get from your first million to two million is on the back of your core strengths, on the back of what's defined you. What has actually got you to a point where I'm going to listen to you and take some genuine, genuine takeout from that voice of reason. Genuine takeout from that voice of this is how we do it, whether it's pouring concrete, laying cables or providing financial advice.
It makes no difference. We've chosen what our platform is. Stick to it. Make a difference. If it hasn't worked, don't go back and say it's broken, it can never be fixed. Go back and realise what were the decisions along the way that influenced the project not to be completed. There is no such thing as a bad business. There's only a thing called bad business owners making bad business decisions. There's no such thing as, hey, every decision I make is going to be a great decision. All there is is a contemplated, an exaggerated, positive conflict-influenced conversation about where to from here, what are the connecting dots to ensure we can get there, and what is my safety net known as a plan B to ensure if, let's just say, this didn't work, where do I go from there? Because if you don't have a plan B as part of your thinking, then business diversification or any business valuation and or consideration will not work. So you've got to really own, you've got to really own what it is that you want to champion. And don't go out of your way to be so different that you're, you're now needing to be a pioneer or the first person to market with something because those that go first are generally not the most successful unless you are an apple. And they ain't, they ain't by the way, the first at what they do. To be second and be a genuine second is where the game is. In other words, you want to follow other people's mistakes and having learned from them because you are researching and learning and ultimately being brave about going forward with it. So business diversification, business growth. So as you go from one million to two million, and some people never get there, but when you do, you've got some bits and pieces that are leverage. I will say this from experience, having walked the walk, not just read a book and we turn up to share a few things. But going from $2 million to $5 million happens like that. And I know there's people in this room that understand the concept of that. Because they've walked it, they've talked it, they've championed it. I also know when you get to 5 million, to get to 20 happens like that also. And that's all on the back of your people, your systems, your structures, your culture, the clients that you currently serve and how they define you. Joe, when I was growing up, my grandfather used to say to me, show me who your best friends are and I'll tell you who you are. And that used to sort of irritate me as a very young man because I didn't really know what he was talking about. Until I grew up and I realised that, you know what, you are the sum of the five people you hang around with. Now that's good and bad for some of us, unfortunately, because blood relations, you know, unfortunately, it's just it is what it is. But for many of you, I don't want you to go back home and sack your family or, or, or do anything harmful to them, but I just want you to think, how are you putting yourself in a, in a position of, let's say, being the less smartest person on the table. How do you put yourself in a situation where you're on the table and you have more ears than you have mouth? Because that's, that's, that's very important to be hanging around with people that have done that, have walked their walk, have crossed the bridge that was somehow smoking and burning and a little broken, but they got through. And if you're venturing in, into that space called the unknown bridge, wouldn't you love to hang around with people that have done that, that can genuinely, with one, two, five words, share something? to help you understand that yes, you will get through and you may be a scratched or, or, or so, but you're not gonna die, right? So what it is that you champion, go viral with it. Go faster, harder, deeper than ever before. Don't be a spectator watching other people do what they do and grow their phases in their business and, and be the hero that you deservedly should have been. You need to lead and you need to lead with what it is that, that drives you. Now, if people in this room have no ambition 
or have no dream big enough, wide enough and broad enough to take a business from what it is to what it could be, then all I'm going to say, get out of the way. Let other people way smarter and more committed than you to do it. But you don't need to dismantle something because this is your business and now without you it can't grow. The reason why businesses don't succeed is because people run out of dreams. They run out of ambition. They don't realise to be a champion in local is only one step away from being a champion in national. To be really good at what you do and no one else can do it as good as you is just something that's a really bad, miseducated, misinformed idea. To be really good at something that you can transfer knowledge and grow people, grow opportunity, go to unventured space, knock on the doors of the global markets that are before us right now at faster and more capable speeds than ever before, tap into the people that know how to do that and how they can assist you in doing that. Missed opportunities because we decided to lose the aspect of a dream. So to be diverse and to be growing something is something that also needs fire in the belly. You've got to be okay to walk to the cliff's edge and be okay to have a plan that gets you flying and if you actually might, for whatever reason, not fly, it's not going to kill you. There's that tree that you will land on in those famous cartoons, right? And you'll bounce back up and dust yourself off and go again. Because if you're not prepared to take risk, if you're not prepared to fail, if you're not prepared to go to a place that's unventured, unknown and uncharted, you ain't going to succeed. So go for it. Have a go. Connect your dots. Know what it's like to be walking in the, in, in the footsteps of a business that is here in 2025 and has taken on board what it takes to be meaningful at that point. Put yourself in that position before you put money down and see what happens. See whether you like what that looks like. See whether you can discover the unknowns of what that could feel like and what it could be like to growing a business that, that has five, six, ten locations strategically placed around the globe. Understand what it's like to deliver your exceptional product or service to 10,000 people versus the 100 that makes you comfortable right now. Understand what it means to be at 100,000 people served in a month, in a day, in a week to what it could be like if you served a million. Understand that. No money down at this point. This is the stuff that's cheap. It's called your brain. So arms and legs, everyone has, and we need them. Brains are for free. Use them. That's where the money is. Spend one hour a power a week thinking, how could I be thinking about a one million customer being served around the world in my business at the same time? At what point am I serving one million customers in my business? In one week, in one month, in one year? Now for some of us that's such a stretch, right? But for others that get it, it's not up to you. You just need to be the creator of the plan. Have we moved people at least 1%, 1 centimetre, 1 iota, as far as their mindset is concerned? Yeah, have we done that? Can you show, show hands if you have at least moved 1 centimetre forward? You've had one thought that says, you know what, not exactly my industry, but I can turn that message into my industry and it's relevant. So our job is done, because it's M500, and for most of us, it's, 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 a, it's a meeting every four weeks, on the fourth Wednesday of every month, where people who are genuinely genuinely believers of their opportunity and are committed to be benchmarked in their industry, whether it's in their little cocoa box, pops box, in our local business or it's national or it's global, we are generally committed to being benchmarked. In other words, being the chosen one. 
being consistently at a high standard. So if we have belief that we can be and we should be and we can be and we should be and we want to be, benchmark, then all that's left is to get brave and just think about that and put a plan around that or continue a plan that delivers that. So belief, benchmark and brave is what this ultimate environment stands for. And you know, it's, it's a movement and it's, and it's exciting to be part of and, and to some degree be leading it. But ultimately, I'm only as good as every one of you. And I go to bed with the same issues and the same opportunity. But I do wake up with smiles more so on my dial than anything else. Why? Because I just see things with three quarters half full. Right? I don't see things. If something doesn't go right, yes, I get perturbed. Yes, I get emotional. Yes, I get shitty, as I should. But that doesn't mean that I can't see the win or the outcome in what just didn't work the way I needed to. I can't see the learning. Thank you so much. I want to, uh, I want to thank you all for, um, for allowing us to serve you and we look forward to, again, being something that's of meaningful in your business journey, right? So for some of you that are not, we look forward to having a chat with you in the next uh, seven or so days. For those that are, continue your journey upwards and onwards. Don't leave nothing to rest, guys. That's not the way we live life. Give it your best 10 hours every day, Hayden. Good on you. Thank you so much. Cheers. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakas, and I sincerely wish you really enjoyed that message. You know, the opportunity, that diversification and going deeper, finding the diamonds can produce um, for your business is um, ultimately where the prize is. And, and for those of us that stay really committed and focused and understand what the market is ultimately talking to us about, sharing with us in real time and having the courage to create pivots not that create a flip on the business, but create a diversification for which you know you constantly are serving at a, at a more meaningful level. The client base, the, the central target market, the ideal target market that you made a commitment to keep on being a relevant, a relevant reference for. So I'm Stefan Kazakas, Business Benchmark Group. We're really excited about um, some upcoming events. Thought I'd share them with you. We've got Your Profit Blueprint um, in, in a week's time. You know, the, the, the setup for this, you know, the, the, the questions that get asked. However, the maturity for those existing customers in the room to answer them in a much more sophisticated, higher level, deeper sort of way. For the newer clients who are ultimately, you know, one, two, three, your profit blueprints in, who are just mastering the ability to be strategic, not so much be tactical, but be strategic. The ability to know that you can take six hours out of your business and, and and attend a Your Profit Blueprint, which is part and parcel of your membership here at Business Benchmark Group, and know that you will end up with a with a flight plan, a roadmap that confirms your profit goal for the year. And for it to be a reference point, not only for our for our coaching and our accountability and, and ultimately to know that we're heading in the direction that we set for, but to be a reference point for which becomes a visual in, in an open space, in a transparent space for you and your team to constantly be confirming what are your short-term goals, what are your mid-term goals, what are your long-term goals in terms of the journey to your profit goal. So we really, really, really are getting excited about you know seven days to go for our Your Profit Blueprint session. You and your best right-hand person in the business, working on your business, ultimately in the business in the most strategic way. I'm Stefan Kazagas, Business Benchmark Group, where every small business owner can achieve big business results. 
For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.